first episode of the Force Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Conforti, personal trainer, strength conditioning coach, sports nutrition specialist, and MMA strength conditioning coach. I am also a lifelong martial artist, and so we'll be covering a lot of fitness, some nutrition, and martial arts will certainly be making its way onto the podcast in some form or another. Uh, for more information, you can go to forcefitnesspt.net. That's forcefitnesspt, as in personal training, .net. Uh, on there, you will also see that soon, as in about a month, we've been very, very busy. I'm actually opening an MMA facility, uh, and a fitness facility should be following soon after. But that's exciting. I'll be telling everyone more about that as it gets closer. Today, I'm going to go over four tips that you can use in your fitness routines to uh, make them just a little bit better. Um, the first one I want to go over is weighted carries or farmer carries, farmer's walks, whatever you want to call them. Uh, if you don't know what they are, it's usually grabbing a pair of dumbbells that are fairly heavy and taking a nice walk with them, uh, usually around the gym or covering some sort of uh, of distance, maybe walking from one end of the gym to the other or down the street and back, whatever it is. Obviously, the weight has to be pretty good, uh, and they're mostly used for grip training, which is very effective. Uh, it could also be very beneficial for your posture and upper back training, forearms, uh, definitely get a good good workout in there but we're going to cover a couple different ways to do them so there's there's three different methods of doing a weighted carry or farmer's walk whatever you want to call them Uh, the first is going extremely heavy for one set so taking uh you know 100 pound dumbbells or more um, and taking them, walking them as far as you possibly can without the intention of resting and repeating for a second set. It's a one-time shot. Um, so because of that, you're obviously going to go pretty significant in weight because you don't need to save your strength for a second set. Uh, and you'll probably try to cover a decent amount of distance as well. But the idea is that the the weight should be so substantial that you're probably not going to be able to cover that much distance. Um, that's that's like a max strength sort of a method for it. The other one that I like is kind of the opposite. You go a little bit lighter, and the intention is to carry the weight for a significant amount of time or distance, something like walking like a quarter of a mile with kettlebells in your hands um, or something like that. So obviously you're going to get a lot of time under tension on the muscles and uh, it's just a different way to do it. So for these light walks where you're trying to cover a lot of distance, when I say go a little bit lighter, I'm talking like I carry 20, 25 maybe 30, 35 pound kettlebells where when I first pick them up, I don't really feel anything. But when I'm walking for 
uh, a couple of minutes and I'm covering half a mile, quarter mile, something significant like that, that weight adds up quite a bit. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that's heavier probably than the groceries you carry in and you're carrying it for an extended period of time. It's very, very effective. You don't need a lot of weight. Uh, and, and I like those a lot. The more common way is to do it for multiple uh, reps or sets uh, in a circuit. So if you have a circuit where you're going to do pull-ups and you're going to do some push-ups and then you're going to do a farmer carry and then you're going to repeat that you know, for three, four sets, whatever it is, that's the most common. There's some people that, that don't like that. They like doing the really, really heavy weight for one, one and done. So a good rule of thumb for your farmer carries, if you're already in shape, you've already, uh, you have experience with deadlifts, you already have a relatively strong grip, you can do pull-ups, things like that. I like to keep my farmer carries around equal to my body weight. So if I'm 160 pounds, I'll get 80 pound dumbbells in each hand. And that is plenty heavy. I could I could easily do 70s, 60s, even 50s. 50s might be a little bit light, but you can get a tra- great training effect even going a little bit lighter than that. But I would rarely ever go heavier than that unless I was working one of these max effort, one and done, let's see how far I can carry 200 pounds uh, type of thing. And that's just because given the position you are going to be compressing your spine a little bit. It is, it's not going to be easy on the body. You're going to want to do some sort of recovery exercises afterwards, be it Superman's or bird dogs or some other kind of, of stretch, uh, just to keep the spine healthy because you're going to, you're going to attack it. I I think all three have a place and, and, and all three are effective, but the, uh, the most important thing is to, play around with your grips. Grips are, or grip strength, I should say, is completely relative to the position of the hand. So if I'm exclusively working a suitcase grip, carrying the dumbbells at my side, that doesn't translate entirely to if I needed to increase my grip uh, in, in a pulling motion like a horizontal pull or in a vertical pull or, or any other kind of grip. Um, so that's something to take into consideration, especially for anyone that's doing any sort of sport like martial arts or another one where you're almost never going to have your hands by your side. Now, that being said, you're still going to improve your grip all around but it's not an ex- uh, an equal uh, translation to to other positions on grip. So you want to be able to train your grip. If you're getting into specifically into grip training, you want to train it exactly how you're going to use it in the sport, which is usually not in a farmer carry. But as I said, farmer carries will help your grip all around in general. But while you're doing these weighted carries or farmer carries. There are a lot of different options. There's the two hands at the side. That's the most common. You could also do one arm 
at a time, suitcase carry. So now you're getting a little bit more core activation because you need to stabilize because you have all the weight on one side of your body. Uh, overhead carries are nice. That's with the arms fully extended over your head. Uh, so you get a little bit of shoulder stability work, and that's obviously uh, a different grip. You can also do uh, carrying weights on your shoulders for, you know, that's that's more effective with uh, stones or medicine balls or sandbags, things like that. Uh, rack carries with kettlebells, uh, those are fantastic. So you have the kettlebells position in the rack position so they're rested on the side of your shoulders your hands are in front of your chest everything's in nice and close those are really good you can do those single arm as well um the other one i like that's that's usually you almost never see this one uh, i don't know the exact name for it i, I refer to it as, as a, a clinch grip so if i have two dumbbells and I'm holding them in each hand, I'm going to hold them almost as if I'm doing uh, the very top of, of a dumbbell bicep curl. But I don't have them close to my chest. So it's almost like the front rack position with the kettlebells, except I don't have them making contact with my chest. So I have my arms extended a little bit like, like the top of a bicep curl. And I walk like that. So you're getting a lot of different muscles used there. That can be very effective. Uh, the reason why I call it a clinch, clinch grip is it has a lot of uh, transference to uh, wrestling positions uh, and things like that. I like that one a lot. But you can do any sort of weighted carry with any kind of odd object. Uh, I mentioned uh, stones or medicine balls over the shoulder. You could also hold stones or medicine balls uh, in front of your chest. Um, and I don't know what sort of workout equipment you would use, but if anyone's ever had to carry a mattress or a big picture frame or a box or something where your arms are out at the extent, so it's like a frame carry, those can be really, really good too. You might be able to do that with the, the fixed barbells that you see in gyms, there's the shorter barbells with the the weight designated on the side. You could squeeze both both ends between your palms. It's not exactly the same, but even a carry like that can be very very effective and will offer some variety to just carrying the weights at your side. Um, so hopefully that helps and should offer a ton of new variations to your way to carry and make it a little bit better. Uh, the second one, which everyone's always talking about, is abs and core training, and 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 how can they, how can they be better? How can you get a stronger core? Uh, and a lot of people do sit-ups and crunches uh, and all sorts of variations with that. I don't have a problem with that. There's a lot of guys that's that'll sit there and and balk and say that crunches and sit-ups are stupid and they're old and they don't work or something. And those people never have six packs and the people that have six packs do sit-ups and crunches it just is what it is uh but they do have a point uh just doing uh flexion with your abs isn't the most effective you want to start adding in a lot of rotations 
probably more than anything else to start doing a lot of rotations. It doesn't have to be heavy. Obviously, we want to be able to protect our spine and everything. But start working uh, rotation, anti-rotation. So these are wood chops with plates, cables, uh, medicine balls. And you want to go in all eight directions. It's something that J.C. Santana refers to as the octagon. Uh, so you want to go high to low, low to high, that's two. You want to go horizontal, left to right, right to left, that's four. And then you want to hit the diagonals. So low to high on the left, low to high on the right, high to low left, and high to low right. That's your six and that's your eight. So you want to go in all eight directions um, with your rotations. Uh, however you want, whatever you want to use for it, kettlebells, cable machine, medicine balls, body weight, doesn't matter. Uh, and then the other thing you want to do is a lot of stabilization exercises. So most common is obviously the plank, but you can also combine the two, work some anti-rotation with the cables. Uh, there's hundreds and hundreds of plank variations, um, you can play with single arm, single leg, uh, long planks, um, arms out, wide planks. Uh, you can work uh, anti-stabilization uh, exercises. So you're doing mountain climbers while you're in the plank or you're dropping your hips while you're in the plank, side planks. There's countless plank variations, but you want to start working uh, any sort of isometric stabilization exercises for your core and the other one that's a little bit less common is you want to stretch you want to stretch your abs muscles grow and heal better uh, when they stretch uh, bodybuilders stretch all the time because they're not just your muscles aren't going to grow just because you beat the crap out of them in the gym they grow because you stretch them and you elongate them and uh, it, it helps the repairing process. They repair better. When they repair, they grow. Uh, so you want to stretch your abs. They're a little bit tough to massage or foam roll. They require something really, really hard. Um, so there's a lot of... You can look up gut smashing uh, on Google. It, it, people usually have to use a fairly heavy kettlebell and, and apply pressure with that onto their abdominals because if you just lay on a foam roller, uh, that's not the most effective. Uh, you need something round. Uh, so you can use medicine balls or Jill Miller has gorgeous balls, which, which can be really, really good. But um, kettlebell is, is always handy. Uh, so yeah, you definitely want to stretch, um, stretch your abs, uh, all that stuff's going to help with your posture as well. Uh, and then third tip is to start single legging the hell out of everything. Uh, I like squats and I like deadlifts and you can get a lot of, you know, uh, big uh, muscle recruitment and everything doing everything on on two feet but it's when you start talking about functionality that's just not how humans are built running is uh, a single leg 
movement, almost everything that we ever do, any sort, any, any time that the human body is in motion, it's on one leg. Balance is shifted one way or the other. So uh, as effective as squats and leg presses and all these other things are for your legs, you can get a much greater benefit uh, using single leg exercises. I, I, I really like uh, step-ups. Uh, I've become uh, a really big fan of Bulgarian split squats, especially because they stretch your hip flexors, which every, every client I've ever had has had tight hip flexors. Every person I've ever met has had tight hip flexors because everybody sits all the time. So Bulgarians are fantastic not only for uh, developing your legs, but also rehabilitating them. So Bulgarian split squats are excellent. So for the Bulgarian split squat, if you don't know what that is, you set up a bench or stool behind you. You face away from it. And you're going to extend one foot backwards on top of the bench. And then from that position, it's kind of like having your foot elevated in a lunge position, you're going to squat down basically into a lunge. Now your front foot that ankle needs to be below your knee. You don't want it to be too far back. Otherwise, you're going to be off balance. You're going to stress your knee a little bit. You want to be uh, extremely long in your stride, uh, and you want to make sure that you can keep your posture upright as you uh, bend down, squat down into that position. If your chest has fallen and collapsing onto your knee, you're going to have to stretch that out. Um, because that's not going to be good. And, and you certainly don't want to be doing that in that position with weight. So start with body weight. But so the most common mistake people make when they go into to do the setup for the Bulgarian split squat is they're too close to the bench or the stool. So they're standing right in front of it. They put their foot up and then they have to hop out on one foot to get the, the proper length in their stride. And you do that with weight, that's a recipe for disaster. So you want to start pretty far away from the bench and then go into basically that single leg RDL or that forward reach and really extend your foot really far back behind you um, so that you don't have to move the front foot or hop around uh, with weights in your hand or a barbell on your back or, or whatever uh, reverse lunges are fantastic. Uh, traveling lunges are fantastic. I don't ever do forward lunges or or sometimes they're referred to as return lunges. They're, it's not a, a very functional movement. It's not a common position that we find ourselves in. And uh, it actually can aggravate the knees a little bit. So I always go reverse or step on through with lunges. Lunges have always been a high-ranking leg exercise. Uh, and the other one I like a lot is, is single-leg RDLs or single-leg Romanian deadlifts, sometimes referred to as forward reaches. There's a hundred other names for it, but basically you're going to stand on one leg. You're going to keep your upper body super stiff. So if I'm standing on my, if I'm standing on my left leg, 
from my right shoulder all the way through to my right heel is one solid line. And I'm going to hinge at my hips and I'm going to get parallel uh, to, the, to the ground. I'm going to be horizontal to the ground, hinging at my hips. It's a great stretch for uh, the hamstring on the standing leg. And those are excellent. If you add weight to them to make them uh, a single leg RDL or single leg stiff leg deadlift, whatever you want to call it, uh, they're fantastic. And there's a ton of different uh, options you can use. You can use them with TRX. You can use them, uh, like I said, a hundred different ways. But those are awesome. So single leg RDLs, step ups, Bulgarians, and lunge variations going to do wonders for your legs, uh, more so in some ways than squats or leg presses or, or even deadlifts to a certain degree. Uh, and then the fourth tip is finding some sort of flow with your workouts. Uh, what I mean by that is being able to go from one exercise into the other, one position or one shape into another. Uh, for a barbell complex, kettlebell complex, uh, you see this all the time in yoga. Sun salutations is a great flow of movements where you're going from uh, one position that flows right into the next one. And even uh, sun salutation in yoga, you can add uh, in countless numbers of variations just to that. And that requires no weight whatsoever. And what you'll find is when you do these movements that flow together in one chain, that's really what it's all about. I mean, that is what functional training is. That is what uh, mobility is supposed to be. Obviously, if you can't do a certain movement because your mobility is restricted, you have to address that beforehand. But if you want to find out exactly what kind of condition you're in, it's being able to manipulate uh, an object like a kettlebell or, or a barbell or even your own body weight through these multiple planes, multiple movements um, without interruption. So there's a lot of uh, movement coaches out there. There's a lot of movement experts in fitness, uh, such as uh, Animal Flow. There's a lot of gymnastics-based bodyweight guys. Uh, parkour is a, another example of people being able to flow from one movement to the other. And they're all on the right track. They're all onto the same thing, whether you're talking about someone doing yoga, parkour, uh barbell complexes, kettlebell complex, it's all the same manipulation of the human body, which is indicated by how great their mobility is. Uh, and those sort of movements, those you want to start working those into your workouts uh, as long as your capabilities are there. Uh, for barbell complexes, uh, I just posted one recently that was uh, start with the deadlift, so you pick the, the barbell up, it's at your 
it's it's out in front of you, so you go right into a hang clean, take the hang clean right into a front squat, come out of the front squat right into an overhead press, and then start back over. It's a very simple, very basic flow. I mean, just a hang clean to a press. It's only two exercises, but that is an example of of a, a flow uh, of movements. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't think two exercises can be defined as a complex necessarily, but that's the idea. Kettlebells, there's a bunch because you can clean with a kettlebell. If I just start with a kettlebell clean, just from that position, I can press, I can do a bent press, I can do a reverse lunge, I can do uh, a squat. If I press, I can go right into a windmill, I can come out of the press, go into a swing, I can go into a a single leg RDL. There's a lot. There's a there's a lot more variety in complexes and flows with kettlebells and barbell because you don't have uh, both hands taken up. But like I said, there's plenty uh, with body weight stuff. People on parallel bars, people on uh, gymnastic rings. Finding these flows of movements between exercises is is definitely the way to go. So that was all I really wanted to talk about today. Just wanted to get these first wanted to get this first podcast done. I've been doing another podcast over the last year, just trying to get used to it all. And uh we'll start putting things together as my schedule gets a little bit crazier opening up the gym. But um you can send uh podcast requests to podcast at forcefitnesspt.net and uh, if you have a question or topic you want me to talk about I'll be more than happy to address it Uh, like I said we'll probably get into some martial arts stuff uh, just because we are opening that gym but mostly going to focus on fitness and uh, we'll throw in some nutrition stuff some just overall health stuff training philosophies for uh, a lot of personal trainers that will probably end up listening to this. I listen to a bunch of different podcasts myself. I actually have um, a list of all of the ones that I, I follow on the website under the resources page, so you can check that out, uh, and we'll we'll get this going. But for now, start working on your weighted carries. Start adding some variety to them if they've gone a little bit stale, take on some new challenges, hold them in different positions, do one arm at a time, try different grips, modify your little ab circuit that you do at the end of your workout because everybody does them at the end. I'll talk about that a different time, but start working those in with uh, rotations, planks, start focusing a little bit more on those than just your crunches and sit-ups. Not that those are a bad thing. Definitely start doing much more single leg exercises. Uh, definitely don't have to take out your squats or deadlifts or leg presses if that's what you like. But start working in your lunges, your step ups, Bulgarians. Nobody likes Bulgarians because they are extremely effective and because they are going to help loosen up those tight hip flexors. And then uh, lastly, start putting your workouts together in a way where they can where one exercise can flow right into the other where you're not necessarily having to constantly change out equipment 
or run across the other side of the gym, put together a circuit, see how many exercises you can get to go in, in one long chain and uh, see how that feels. Until next time, I'm Ryan Forty. I'll see you guys later.